Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Good afternoon, and welcome to another Transformation for Success show. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Young. This is Tuesday, your day for encouragement and empowerment through the compelling stories of successful men and women and their transformational journeys that led to success for them personally and professionally. Listeners, you're going to enjoy hearing the experiences of my guest today, Miss Sandra Fan, who was made in Taiwan and brewed in New Zealand, as she likes to introduce herself. This woman has been written about twice on Forbes online and has had numerous radio interviews, and she's now running the number one CEO space chapter in the world. Sandra will share her story, how, as a courageous woman, she defied odds of her background and circumstances to build an incredible community and network of affluent business owners, entrepreneurs, and investors by facilitating events for them. More importantly, how she's been able to thrive and survive as a woman and minority in business in the state of Utah. Sandra will share from her heart her journey of challenges and how she overcame them to become the role model for women she is today. And some of the success tips for women in business today. Now, let me welcome and introduce the CEO Space Game Changer, Miss Sandra Fan. Greetings, Sandra. Hello, Dr. B. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Well, I want to tell you, it's an honor to have you on the show today. And listeners, I want you to please share with your sister friends and men, too, if they missed the live show. They can later download the show at a later time, as each show is archived for listeners viewing at their leisure. So this show, remember, is designed to change lives, to share the success nuggets for more successful and transformed lives. And remember, my show is syndicated and on both the Empowerment and Women's channels. I'm here every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be sure to tune in every week for exciting interviews with my dynamic guest. And you're welcome to send me your feedback and comments. I do so appreciate your letting me know how you feel about the show, any suggestions you may have for improvement or any guests you may suggest. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. And I invite you also to visit my website and you can get information about my television network. Yes, the Transformation Success TV, and you can access the Total Woman Show on one of the channels. So I want you to access voiceamericatv.com and you can go to Transformation Success TV or you can go to my website, www.informationinfo.transformationforsuccess.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and mostly I know a lot of ladies, you're out there listening, and we know that by the strength Many of our stories, we can share women, and we can share and we can show women how powerful they are and how they can impact others through thriving after their hardships. So today, we're going to learn about Sandra, a woman known as being the super networker, master connector, and super cat herderer. Now, you said this, Sandra. I didn't say it. <laughs> it's true. Super cat herderer in Utah. It's probably my uh, my favorite nickname because there's no better way to describe what I do as a cat herderer. <laughs> well, I know that, Sandra, you are the most known professional and you have had that title for the last five years in Utah as the state director for CEO Space International. And again, that organization that was recently named by Forbes Online and Incorporated is the number one business accelerator conferences for entrepreneurs. And I know that you have built and grown the CEO Space Utah, Utah chapter into one of the fastest growing chapters in the world. So yeah. I want people to know you who might not have heard of you, Sandra mm-hmm. Fan. 
a pioneer <laughs> and just a superhuman being that I had the opportunity to meet some months ago. So again, mm-hmm. Sandra, welcome, and I'm delighted again to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Very humble and grateful to be here. <laughs> well, you know, I want to share something that I learned about you that's very, very interesting, how you moved to Salt Lake City from Auckland, New Zealand in May right. 2011 to mm-hmm. pursue your American dream. And despite, d- despite many challenges uh, that I know you're going to share, you have been able, since you've been here in America, to build an incredible community and network of influencers. I know mm-hmm. that you're a mover and a shaker. But what happened that, that sparked you to make that move from New Zealand to, of all places, Utah? It's actually, I mean, the reason I decided to pack two bags and come to the United States was Mm -hmm. just a calling. I mean, Mm -hmm. I lived a really good life in New Zealand, and, you know, in New Zealand, it's like 10-minute walk down to the beach. You have barbecues and just has, you know, it's an amazing lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But something just wasn't, I just didn't feel right for some reason. I feel like I wasn't serving my purpose. I feel there's a bigger thing that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I got into personal development, you know, when I was, it was back in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went a little crazy with personal development. And I just started to learn more about myself. And and I just started to feel like, you know, I can create whatever I want to create. So although at that time, the idea of me moving to the United States was so crazy for my family, but I just had to do it. Uh-huh. And so, and so really, it was just like, like there's this inkling, my intuition, my gut feeling said, you have to go to the United States. And so I made that decision. Now, as far as why I picked Utah, uh-huh. this is what I tell people. I have been to Utah, Salt Lake City for another, for conferences in the past. And I just uh-huh. thought, oh, what a lovely little place. Um, but then, you know, back in New Zealand, I watched way too much CSI, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I just was a little bit paranoid, and I'm like, okay, let's go somewhere safe, you know. Um, definitely, you know, Las Vegas is out, New York is out, Miami is out, let's go mm-hmm. to somewhere safe. <laughs> and so I picked Utah, and another reason is I noticed that there are not a lot of Asians, because I look like Asian, mm-hmm. so I... Figure I should go somewhere where at least I would stand out. I would have a competitive edge. So it was quite a strategic move. Had I moved to San Francisco, California, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to create what I have created. So Mm -hmm. I kind of turned what most people would consider as um, a challenge and turning it into an opportunity. And I like that. But, you know, were you born, I know you weren't originally born in New Zealand. Where were you born? No. Taiwan. Taiwan. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. Native okay. Taiwan. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, native of Taiwan. Interesting. So yeah. what, what, what uh, led you from Taiwan to New Zealand? Was that another inspired move or, or by parents? It was just my parents. They wanted to help mm-hmm. give us, uh, provide us with a better living environment. So I think at that time, everybody's moving to Australia, New Zealand, um, a lot of people go to the United States. I think it was a bit more expensive to go to the United States. And my mm-hmm. dad's best friend was in New Zealand, so they just decided to go down to New Zealand. So I didn't move to New Zealand until when I was nine years old. And that was okay. a good age because I still can speak Chinese. I can, I, I can mm-hmm. read. I can write. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best, but at least I have the foundation. And that's good. Because, you know, there are a lot of young people who who are Chinese who have not really kept up with the language and able to speak the language and most importantly write it. So, yes, that is so important. You know, what do you think may have inspired you to go in this direction, particularly when I think about networking and then working with uh, high profile, you know, business leaders and entrepreneurs? What was the basis of all of that? Well... You know, I, I never really, so when I was a child, I just, I, I'm a, a super animal lover. I just have always wanted to work with animals. Mm-hmm. But then I thought maybe I can become a vet and then, you know, rescue animals. And 
but then I totally failed my biology in high school, and I thought, okay, maybe not a the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that I'm really good with my art, so I actually started to take all the art subjects. I actually got a scholarship to go to a private art institution in Auckland, oh. and and I was just always like the straight A. I I'm really mm-hmm. good with my art, right? And there was just something that I have this talent. However, I didn't have a passion for it. I'm okay. just good at it. Mm-hmm. And that sounds that sounds so arrogant. No, <laughs> I it mean, doesn't. I'm grateful just... for my blessing, my, my gift, but I just didn't feel like that's, that's what I want to do. Right. And um, so what happened was that um, my parents at that time got into network marketing, and that's one of the reasons, you know, it, it came from Salt Lake City. You know, mm-hmm. this Silicon Valley of MLM, right? Yeah. Uh, overall. And so, so that's when I started, because I, I used to be very quiet. Well, I mean, my nature is pretty quiet. I, uh-huh. I was very introverted. But when I need to take on a leadership role, I noticed that I actually am pretty good at being a leader. Like people seem to just like to follow me for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so when I started Getting into that business of network marketing um, and doing all these personal development, I think the best thing that I got out of that whole experience was just developing the leader within me that I never knew existed. Mm-hmm. And so being a networker, you know, you start to, I, I start to know, I learned some really basic things, and that's kind of how I got started with networking. So I learned, you know, I listened to the cassette tape by Dennis Waitley and some of the trainers. And then lesson number one was to just show up to everything. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So I just started showing up. Like whatever event, whatever, anything I can get myself to. And mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter what kind of event, what kind of theme, what, it's gonna, what they're going to talk about. I uh-huh. just show up. And what happened with that is when you show up to everything or anything you can, it starts to enrich your life. Because mm-hmm. you are exposed to all these kind of interesting experiences. You're learning all kinds of things. And it actually makes it easier for you to start a conversation or hold a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was the first step. And then, then I was taught to always sit in the front. If I can get the very front seat, I will always sit in the front seat. And then I start to notice that when I'm sitting in the front seat, I'm always connecting to the speaker or whoever mm-hmm. is up there on stage. Right. And there's a pattern that start to happen. I start to make friends with, always, wherever I go, I start to make connections and friends with the most important, the most connected person in the room. Mm -hmm. So either the speaker or the organizer or whoever. Mm -hmm. And that was really powerful. Like, and just being noticed. And so I start to notice that I seem to be um, like an influencer magnet. Like every time I go somewhere, I just happen to be at the right place at the right time, and I will always attract the most important person in the room. And with, you know, without any agenda, I just naturally become friend with them. Mm-hmm. And and so I kind of just had a blast with it. I just like, oh, okay, this seems to be my luck. And my whole family, my friend, they just have always said, like, you're just really, really lucky. Like especially attracting the right kind of people. Mm-hmm. And I almost just, I just start to embrace this particular gift. It's actually a thing that I do where I, I almost 100% can, can count on when I show up somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. every single person that I meet would, there's a, it's almost like it's meant to be. Well, you know, and so- they always turn out to be. Well, you know, Sandra, from what I'm um, gathering and listening to you, that it appears that you started with network marketing and you began to research and you began to learn developing the leader mm-hmm. within. You began mm-hmm. to go and expose yourself to different people and you would show up and you'd be there and you'd be on the front row. People will notice that. Speakers mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. Um, I was a college professor, and the students who sat on the front row, sat up front, were my best students, as opposed to the students who would sit in the back of the room. So what I'm hearing from you is all of this was developing you 
and being seen and people seeing that this woman is hungry. This, this woman wants something. This woman is taking something to improve herself. All of that shows something. And probably, maybe I hope listeners can get something out of that. When you show up <laughs> and yeah. you're doing it on a regular basis and you were learning and listening. So I think that's so important. And I want to thank you for sharing that because oftentimes we look at people in other cultures and we wonder how would they be successful in networking. So we're going to stop here and take a quick break. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the things that you had to overcome as challenges to where you are today. So, listeners, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success Show with my guest today, Sandra Fan, the most fabulous networker, I tell you, <laughs> that I've ever Thank met. Thank you. And she was talking about, before we went on break, about how she got really her start in network marketing of mm-hmm. all places in Utah, which is probably, I gather, a great place to start network marketing. Yes. <laughs> but, but Sandra, one yeah. of the things... Um, I guess uh, that's always intriguing for me is what what was the one person uh, that stood out for you really as a leader or that sparked and maybe helped you to continue and go in depth with network marketing and networking? Um, I guess the first, the real first motivational, inspirational speaker that I have ever listened to was actually live in person in Auckland City Townhall. We had Dennis Waitley. He was sitting in front of me, like he was Mm -hmm. literally sitting right in front of me. And back then, I listened to tapes. I mean, it was like cassette tapes back then. Mm -hmm. I listened to his tapes and he's just, he's teaching. And I just thought, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful and was so inspiring. And he went on stage and spoke. And I just thought, wow, this was, this is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go up there and speak one day. I want to be that person that can mm-hmm. inspire other people. And so, I mean, I don't remember what he said, but it was a very profound and impactful moment for me. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing, because I was just getting started, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if I want to get into it, because my background really is art. I just didn't really think about doing business or mm-hmm. getting into sales or anything like that. But um, I just decided to go for it. And... A year later, I actually became that person on stage and spoke in front of thousands of people. Yes. Like my yeah. business actually just took off. And then I, exactly a year later, I was up on stage and, and started speaking. And I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't speak. I just, I did so well that I got invited to go up to, on stage and share, you know, my, my journey. 
So mm-hmm. that was amazing. So I okay. guess that's one of the most impactful. And that's great. And he is great. He's one of the men I amazing. admire, too. <laughs> Listen, I, I bump uh, into him from time to time here in Utah whenever I go back to that company to pick up some of my supplements. And I still bump into him. <laughs> so that's really nice. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that intrigued me about your story was how you were able to thrive as a woman and a minority in business in the state of mm-hmm. Utah. So mm-hmm. how did you do that? And were there challenges that you had to overcome by, by becoming this, this thriving woman, so to speak? Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, not even just as a woman. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah is a very interesting place because of the Mormon religion, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful religion. I, I really, you know, appreciate uh, there are just a lot of really great core values that they have. But right. being a New Zealander, you know, all coming to Utah, I mean, I have never met anyone that does not drink coffee or alcohol. <laughs> so right. there was uh-huh. definitely a huge cultural shock. Right. Even the language we use... Um, there are a lot of words that they don't use, like, oh, my God, oh, my gosh, so I have to really change the way I communicate. But when I first got here, I think maybe it's a little bit of me being a little bit, um, I don't know if naive is the right word, but I'm just one of those person. I don't really attach labels, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I came here, I thought, okay, fantastic. It seems like... Um, the, in the business community, it's predominantly men. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, when I started networking, it's always at least 80% men and 20% women, if not less. And uh-huh. also, it's not very cultural diverse. So uh-huh. not only from a gender point of view, I'm a minority. I'm like always, there's always a few ladies there in the room. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, I'm Asian. And I'm not just an Asian, I'm like a Kiwi Asian. So uh-huh. when people kind of meet me, they remember me. So one of the things I do is, you know, I make sure that I have an interesting icebreaker. Because, you know, we meet so many people and you, we can always go, okay, well, that person is interesting and that person doesn't really stand out to me, doesn't really catch my attention. So mm-hmm. for me, one of my strategies is like make sure that, you make an impression, you know, say something nice or have some kind of icebreaker that is going to make you memorable, right? So I, that's my catch line. I'm made in, this is a Sandra fan. So this is what I usually say. I say, I'm Sandra fan. You put, you spell like Sandra, but you pronounce it like Sandra because I use the Queen's Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I'm made in Taiwan, wrote in New Zealand, and I've been to the United States for blah, this amount of time. And so most people remember that because it's kind of funny, you know. Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. reason, made in Taiwan is a funny concept for them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that really helped. And I think also when, you know, like I'm not afraid to just reach out to people because most people are actually quite awkward. They, a lot of people are not comfortable with networking. Here's the thing. And so if someone is uncomfortable going in there, it's really nice for someone else to reach out to them. So I'm the kind of person I have this incontrollable need to make sure people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if I see someone who's standing there by themselves, I almost just cannot stand there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go take care of that person. And I'll mm-hmm. just go visit, you know, say hello and be really nice and just find out what they do. <coughs> and just kind mm-hmm. of really have a, you know, having an authentic curiosity about them to see how I can add value to them. Right. You and know. it's very... Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because when I just first got here, I didn't really know that many people, mm-hmm. but I can easily meet like 10, 20 people at one event, you know, in one evening, and then start connecting people. It's like, okay, I meet someone who is does starting their own business, and then next thing I know, I meet mm-hmm. an IP attorney, and I'm like, why don't you guys chat, and maybe you can help one another. Mm-hmm. And I would just naturally start making connections. And I'm not saying, I don't have an agenda. I just want to see... What kind of value can I add to this person? Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. When, I, when you were saying that, <clears throat> uh, I wrote a word, and it was hospitality. Um, mm-hmm. The spirit of hospitality 
is how I see networking. Um, yeah. You're wanting to make people feel comfortable. Uh, you want to have people make those connections. And mm-hmm. hate to get biblical on you, but the Bible does talk about a spirit of hospitality. And there are mm-hmm. people who are in certain churches, and that's why they call them ushers and greeters, because they're to make people feel comfortable and welcoming. And <clears throat> so that's why I wrote that. So truly, that is a yeah. spirit. And that is yeah. uh, uh, something that's natural. And that's within you, Sandra. And I want to commend you for that. because <laughs> Thank it, you. No, because it really makes a difference when you walk into a room and there are people. And then you're not only just trying to, you, like you said, get something from them. You're actually trying to help them connect with other people. <clears throat> and maybe that's the secret, if there is a secret, of your success. Because it's not all about me, me, me. It's about right. you. It's about the other person. Yeah. That's great. And- I'm going to backtrack this because, like, one of the, one mm-hmm. of the, you know, when I was back doing, being in the MLM industry, mm-hmm. so I started that business when I was 24, and I did all the trainings that you can do in that, within the network marketing industry, mm-hmm. and, I mean, at that age, I just, like, you know, I was just a sliding leader. I was just really out there hustling. I was just prospecting. And they teach you, like, prospect. If they if it moves, prospect them. You know, that's how they teach uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so at the age of 27, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, this is not very healthy. Like, I just start to catch myself not enjoying being this super prospector. Like, you know, I'm constantly having the agenda and I thought, this must be so annoying to other people. So I actually decided that I'm going to go on a detox in selling. But I just, I kind of almost want to just be a normal human being and see what that's like, just seeing people as people rather than like, oh, a prospect. you know, let's prospect this person. Mm-hmm. And that was really significant, you know. And, and I don't know why I just kind of had that kind of awareness mm-hmm. in and so I actually very deliberately stop wanting, stop connecting people with an agenda. And I, and then I kind of just stop having agenda. You know, it's just really nice to, when you meet another human being, they all come from, everybody's coming from like different walks of life and they have their stories and you never know where they are in their lives and what they're doing, right? And so I like to, I feel like you can't sell them whatever you've got, you've got to really find out who they are and then and find the best thing that you can to add value to their lives. And so I really kind of apply that since I came to the United States. When I made, and, and, you know, I was in tourist mode, like every single person, you know, they mm-hmm. stick in such a strong American accent. I just felt like, I felt like I was in a movie constantly. <laughs> like imagine a kid in Disney, yeah. Disney World. And I was, I was like that. I just love visiting all these people and get to know them and hear their story. It was so fun for me. That's why I love this show because I get to interview (laughs) all these fun people and get to know their stories and how they got started. And it's, it's really, really wonderful. One of the things that I will share with you is that Mm -hmm. uh, I worked in an industry, well, uh, academic academia, most of my life. And in mm-hmm. one particular uh, academic setting, the word networking was something that drove my colleagues and upward, <clears throat> I should say, upline supervisors and the academicians. They were like, it was an ugly word to say networking. It had mm-hmm. a negative connotation. So if you use the word network or networking, it was perceived as you're posturing or you're promoting yourself. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. so just the opposite of what you're saying in terms of networking and helping people to connect and find out some things about them. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that I really like when I meet people, and that is how can I serve you? What can I do to help you? Because it's all about yeah. not pushing my card and pushing myself and promoting me. But that leads me into asking you, what are some guiding principles that make someone a great networker that you can share? 
great question. And, and this is something that I have been pondering quite a bit lately because um, it's almost like suddenly I'm tuned in to the universe. Like, because, <laughs> because of the nature of what I do as a club president for CEO Space, you know, I, I uh-huh. meet with diverse entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, uh-huh. and, you know, I need to be very spontaneous and I need to kind of be always looking for ways. I mean, the number one guiding principle is add value first, right? Okay. And, and whenever I meet somebody that I want to meet, I would think, well, what can I do to help this person mm-hmm. first? Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, in most cases, I don't really have an agenda. Like I, even though I represent CEO space, I do a lot of other things, but I kind of just started developing this habit of like, okay, I meet all these connections. I usually have a sense of what people are looking for. And I'm kind of almost like a walking billboard of other people's business. Like if I meet somebody and then they tell me something that they do, I go, wow, you know what? I should really connect you with that particular person (laughs) because they were just telling me about this yesterday. I think the two of you can really collaborate. Let me just connect you guys right now, right? So until I can figure out how I can add value to somebody, I usually, if I already know who they are and they're kind of important, then I will try to figure out what I can do to to give something to them first. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I don't really need anything from them. I just... You know, I, I, I always tell people, it's like for me, even though I'm fully commission-based, I tell people, like, reputation is always before commission. Like, for me, it's about being a great human being, being a great professional. Like, I'm this way whether I'm wearing my CEO space club president hat or just being Sandra Fan chilling in my, you know, in my little castle, Right. Like, I'm just, I'm very consistent as far as who I am, whether I'm on social media, you meet me in person, when I'm in my work mode or chillax mode, I'm, I'm the same. I don't really change. So, so when I meet people, I'm just like, I genuinely just like, you know, what is it that you do? What are you mm-hmm. looking for? There must be a reason why you're here. And mm-hmm. I just look for ways to help them. Yeah. I'm a big believer right. that, that I don't feel that like you should chase something. You can hustle, but you don't, you shouldn't chase something. You mm-hmm. should be, well, be, and let them come to you. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Sandra, and we're going to come back. And we're going to add more principles, uh, some of those guiding principles that you have that make a great networker. So, I want your listeners to stay tuned because we're going to be right back after this brief commercial. So stay tuned for my guest, Sandra Fan. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health, and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And hello and welcome back to 
with my guest today, Miss Sandra Fan. We're having a great time talking about networking. We are, yes. I'd be a great networker. Okay, I'm learning some things, of course. And I know your listeners are too. So, Sandra, we really want to, again, thank you for being on the show today. So, we were thank talking about some of your guiding principles to make someone a great networker. And one of them was, the first one you named was adding value. Number mm-hmm. two. Number two, when you start a conversation, mm-hmm. you want to induce laughter as soon as you can. Induce laughter. All right. <laughs> and that's why when I mentioned having a, a great icebreaker is very mm-hmm. important. But you, mm-hmm. Because when someone laughs, and I'm talking about like a real laugh, not like a, like mm-hmm. a chuckle, I'm talking about wah-ha-ha-ha-ha, that's funny kind of laugh, then they are instantly relaxed. People can't really bond with you until, you know, either of you laugh, right? So if you're able to have a great icebreaker, I mean, I I throw out the weirdest icebreaker. I say, I meet somebody, and then they tell me their name is Mark. I say, you know what? You actually look more like a Steve to me than a Mark. And I mean, these are weird things that just pop into my head, right? But I mean, I mean I'm not making it up. It's literally what I was thinking. And then it would just make them laugh. But I mean, it doesn't need to be anything. But I just thought, right. well, you just look so much more like a Steve than a Mark to me. But anyway, hey, it's so nice to meet you, Mark. Do you mind if I call you, you know, do you mind if I call you Steve, right? And, and it, it just, I make an impression. Or... Or if I see someone who is maybe dressed more interestingly, um, or like, for example, when I first met you, I would just say, wow, who is that fabulous lady? Like, you just, you just have a presence about you that is so badass. And I thought, I have to go say hi, right? But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's about being authentic. Like, I really, when I network, it's very mm-hmm. intuitive. Like, I, I, I just kind of mm-hmm. tune and go, who would, you, who would I like to meet? And and I have a authentic curiosity. It's like, you know, tell me about you. Like, I love to get to know you. Or even just reaching out to people that I just feel like I, something compelled me to, mm-hmm. to come say hello. Now, how are you? What is your name? And then I would try to say something that's interesting, but it's more about them. That's great. You know? That is, that's, I like that. <laughs> I try yeah. to I, I try to line Sandra this weekend. I was at a reality cook off show. Uh-huh. And so people were coming up to me and I said, Yeah, I'm the new Vanna White. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well that got and quite a lot. I think in California I mean I've noticed in Cal networking in California is a lot more fun than in Utah, I gotta say. Well, that people was kind are a lot of more eccentric. You can, you know, you it's mm-hmm. very easy to strike up a conversation. You know, like just the fashion there is different, people's styles different. I love it. <laughs> now, how do how do you network to someone at the top that is, um, you know, just re- really doing it? Someone that's important. On a show, you know, how how do you network with someone who's who's a fabulous person at the top of his or her game? You mean how to get to somebody or how to network as a somebody who is on the top of their game? Is that what, what you mean? I'm sorry, repeat that again. So are you asking, like, how do you get to somebody who is at yeah. the very top where everybody's trying to get to? Yeah. Or how do you no, no. How do you network? network to someone who is this this famous person and maybe, you know, you're in a room and and so you have an opportunity. How do you network to someone, you know, like we mm-hmm. talked about Kevin uh on Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. And you had a <laughs> how Kevin is an interesting story which I will go to later, but to answer your question, mm-hmm. um so when somebody is important, there's like a famous person in the room, there's a celebrity in the room, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. But the best approach is actually play hard to get, right? Because mm-hmm. these celebrities or, you know, these are people who are used to people throwing themselves at them. And yes, usually I guess have so. this uh-huh. like, 
puppy dog. Oh my gosh, can I please talk to you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, oh, can I, can I come shake your hand? Can I please, like, you know, uh, either sign this book, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not, I, I just kind of don't like that approach at all. So what I've noticed that worked really well is being really bold, very mm-hmm. courageous, and very random. Okay. And slightly hard to get. So, and then uh, it's throwing in a little bit of indifference. So let's say somebody is a speaker and he did a fantastic job. He comes down stage and then you just get mobbed, right? Um, mm-hmm. I usually would try to maybe catch them at a time when it's kind of slightly downtime. Or I would, let's say if I know somebody's going to be in the room, I know that person's already going to be there and I'm there to meet that person. I would pre-plan to be around places where maybe this person is just arriving or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I actually keep it very brief, very simple. It's the way I dress, the way I carry myself. I might, for example, there was an event where a speaker spoke and he was pretty awesome. And I would just like, you know what? I know how to help this person. So when he came downstairs, got off the stage, I just went up to him. I just said, hey, that was so great. Great job. I need to call me. Here's my card. We need to stay connected. Actually, better yet, give me your number. I was in total control. And it was so bold. It was so random that he just mm-hmm. said, oh, okay. And he just gave me his phone number. He didn't really know why, but I just took control. And for people like that, because mm-hmm. you're so bold, it actually make them so curious. They want to know what it's about. Right? Okay. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. and then it's not like I'm there going, oh, my God, you're so awesome. Can I please have your autograph? Not, not anything like that. You, you go up to them, coming across like you mean business. And there was another incident where I was at a CEO space conference. Mm-hmm. I know... Um, Jeff Hoffman, who is the co-founder of Priceline, I mean, he just mobbed everywhere he goes. I know he was coming. Didn't really know much about him, but I know what he looks like. So when he actually arrived at the conference, I just happened to bump into him. And again, this is like me always at the right place at the right time. And I'm just like, I saw him from a distance. I just like, hey, Jeff, I've been waiting for you all week. I'm so glad you got here. I just went out to him, reached out my hand, shook his hand, and I just talked to him like I know him. Mm-hmm. And he was just, like, impressed. And he just like, oh, wow, you know, who is this person? And he enjoyed the welcoming. And then we became really good friends. I don't really need anything from him. I'm just right. cool, right? I'm indifferent. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't really need anything from him. I just like, okay, how can I help you? Like, you're here. Mm-hmm. Let me know if there's anything you need. And here's my number. Here's my car. What is your best number? All right? And I just get his, I get his number on the spot. Wow. And he just feels like he's been taken care of. Now, the mm-hmm. story with Kevin Harrington is like this. So I went to an event in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of running late that morning because I had to check out of my hotel room. I walked down the, you know, the garden, and then I saw this person sitting from a distance. And I thought, oh, he looks so familiar. I must know him from somewhere. And I thought, well, I can't remember where I met him from, but I'm just going to wave at him anyway. Right, mm-hmm. and he's looking at me, mm-hmm. looking at me, and I just look at him, I just start waving, and then so he start walking toward me, and then, and then suddenly I go, wait a minute, now, I've not met him, this is Kevin Harrington from Shark mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so he just assumed that I know him, and I just acted like I know him, and I'm just thinking that maybe he just thinks that he forgot who I am, right? And I just say, hey, Kevin, so good to see you, right? <laughs> I said, you changed your hair color. I like it. The darker looks better than the blonde. And he just liked it. And then I said, hey, you know what? We should take a selfie. So we took a selfie. I don't need anything from him. I don't want anything from him. And I just said, hey, you know, I, are you working on any cool project? Let me grab my friend Aaron over here. He's got a cool product. You should take a look. And I just introduced my, my client to him right there on the spot. And it was totally random. You know what I mean? But... With these people who are important, they, you've got to catch them off guard, and you've got to not come across desperate. You not need to not have any agenda with them, but just kind of treat them with this respect yes. 
but at Mm -hmm. the same time take control. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm glad that you shared that, and I hope, (laughs) I trust that the listeners have gained um, knowledge from that, because I think a lot of people don't quite know how to network with someone that I would say who's at the top, you know. So thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that. The the other point, though, that gets me to what not to do when one is networking. Okay. One not to do. Um, Obviously, never you never want to be a me monster, meaning it's all about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's quite shocking because you think it's common sense that people would know, but you still come across a lot of people when you meet them and then they just cannot even stop talking about themselves. And I usually, I mean, even with this interview, it's, it's very bizarre for me because I don't usually talk very much about myself or what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always the one that's asking questions. I'm always the one that's wanting to know about them because until I know who they are, I can't really, I don't know how to add value to them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you've got to ask the question. And so, you know, one of the number one thing is really, you know, it's best to find out who they are first before they find out who you are. So, you know, don't be a me monster. And also, you know, like dress well, dress, dress like the, the kind of person you want to attract. Dress like the kind of people that you want to meet. You know, have nice breath, you know, not you're presentable. And when you shake your hand, you know, when you shake hand, you have a firm grip and don't come across wimpy. Like be, that person who attracts the kind of people you want to attract. Okay. And this that's, is and very, very simple. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, one of the things that, you know, I, I'm wondering too, uh, well, how do we address that with millennials? Um, there have been some incidents where I have been given this information that, you know, that is not necessarily prevalent among our millennials about, you know, the dressing or dressing well. Has that be, been an issue in, in uh, um, you know, among some of the things you've come across? Because we, we do have to recognize that we are moving into a world where there are more millennials and there's a growing number of these younger people in today's mm-hmm. society. And they're going to be even more uh, mm-hmm. over the next few years. So mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out to you. Because I know when you said that, I get some feedback and <laughs> on about dressing well. And when I talk about wearing stockings or that, those kinds of things for interviews, I kind of get a little bit of kickback. So I'm just mm-hmm. asking your opinion on that. Or have you come across anything regarding this topic of how we address millennials and about networking? And well, let's just put well. it this way. <laughs> when I am networking, um, and again, this is going to sound a little bit arrogant, but when I walk into a room... Most times, I am probably the person in the room that can, that can help most people in that room. Mm-hmm. But my attention goes to people that, that may carry themselves in a way that I feel like they have a, a, a good, healthy respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. But again, then, you know, there are people that are stylish or there are people that um, like, for example, I come across a lot of inventors, and inventors tend to, you know, dress like, they just don't really think. They just dress like artists, right? They don't worry too much. And sometimes they're interesting. Um, as far as millennials, like, in Utah, I've noticed that, I mean, I think a lot of millennials actually dress really well now. And then you're going to notice, I mean, you ask them, the ones that dress well, they tend to attract the kind of conversation they want to attract. And the one that don't really care, mm-hmm. you know, find out what they do and how successful they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the fundamental principle of human attraction, we always are more drawn to, you know, things that seem people mm-hmm. that are clean, people mm-hmm. that come across healthy, people that come across confident. If you have someone that is dressed sloppy, like I just wouldn't want to go talk to them. Okay. And it's a little bit judgmental, but it's like, okay, you're in the event with a lot of great people in this room and you can't even put in 
some effort to present yourself better, then that's already a lot of red flags with everything else that you're going to do in life. Like how you do anything is how you do everything. And if you cannot dress up to show up, then that's kind of a red flag. Sandra, it makes so much good sense, and I I really appreciate your sharing that because I think um, that's going to help a lot of people that are out there. As we close the show today, I want to ask one last thing that um, may be a little bit personal, but if there is one life lesson that you believe that you have learned as a woman who's thriving and surviving in the state of Utah, what would you say is the one life lesson that you would share with our audience today, our listeners today? One life lesson. Mm-hmm. so many of it. <laughs> um, I think the number one thing is a lot of people really underestimate or undervalue the importance of relationships. Okay. And one of the things that makes me just love the art of relationship, of human dynamic. When I first moved here, I... You know, I don't, I don't have my family here. I came here knowing only two people. And then, and then there are times where I just like, oh, I do so well. I make all these money. But, you know, I spend a lot of time by myself. And when I do have my downtime, because I network so much, so when it comes to the holidays, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, I actually don't really want to be around people. I actually want to be by myself or with my family. And so, but so. the thing is, my family is in New Zealand, so I'm, I don't get to spend time with them. And so you just kind of notice, like, still at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how successful you are. It's the people. It's that who make you it live right. for. Right. My family is my, is my drive. Like, I came here, we sacrificed so much, and, and I really want to make something out of this, this whole adventure. And, and it's, it just kind of makes you realize how important those people that you love are. I am yeah. so sorry, Sandra. We've got to close the show. We're at the end. No I'll problem. Have to, I'll have to have you back. You're an amazing woman, and I want to thank, thank you, you so much. And I will end with this note that you're saying the one life lesson is don't undervalue the importance of relationships. And I want to wish you blessings as you continue your career journey. And as we close today, we have heard from a wonderful human being and an inspiring seasoned professional and a strong power player. So thank you for listening. Listeners, become the happy, successful persons you were meant to be and have a very blessed weekend. And I'll see you next week with another exciting, interesting guest. Thank you and be blessed. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.